Welcome into the Bear Down Podcast. I'm Chris Black with Adam Abdal. You can listen to our show weeknights from 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. Abdal here on the Bear Down Podcast. We like to look at different things revolving around the Chicago Bears. It's the off season. They have OTAs this week. So a lot of, dis- a lot of things to get into and discuss. Uh, but also on ESPN.com, they have released the betting lines and the odds for every NFL game this season for every NFL team. Uh, now, uh, full disclosure, the lines that we will be discussing are from Caesars Sportsbook. I'm a bet MGM guy. You're a FanDuel guy. Fan so fan. shout out to our, our respective partners, mm-hmm. BetMGM and FanDuel. Uh, but from ESPN.com, this article, the numbers that you will hear us talking about are referring to the numbers from Caesars Sportsbook. And Abdal, let's dive in. Let's take a look because we've uh, discussed on previous Bear Down podcasts the Bears schedule how we both think that they're going to be average. Uh, We've heard some on the station suggest that we think that they're going to be good uh, for those who are listening to ESPN 1000, to all the different shows. But if you know, if you understand, you listen to the Bear Down podcast, you get where we're coming from. Yeah, if you you, you you listen, if you you listen listen to the Bear Down podcast, you understand we are painting a picture that they have an easy schedule with hopefully a competent coaching staff, a developing quarterback, and... They were a team that went 6-11 and last year. Now with that easy schedule, average at best is what we're looking at. And to me, an average football team is winning eight games, is winning yeah. seven, eight, nine games in that range. 500. And I think that's exactly what the Bears will fall. And, and now we have the lines to kind of look at and see how many games the Bears are actually favored and how difficult this schedule will be. Absolutely. This is our version of extremely early lines. If you listen to Bleck and Abdallah, we do early lines. We try to give you a look at a uh, look ahead at placing your bets maybe a little early before the public jumps on them. This is a case of extremely early lines where we'll look at the Bears and how they uh, how they'll fare and what Vegas thinks of the Bears heading into each of these games uh, going into the season. So it gives their odds to win the Super Bowl. They are 100-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody no. thinks they're going to make the Super Bowl. So, yeah, obviously 100-1. to 1. To win the NFC, they are 50-1 to 1 to win the NFC. They are 9-1 to 1 to win the division. Their win total right now, depending on where you do your wagering, like I say, I'm FanDuel, you're BetMGM. This is from Caesars. This is, they have them at 6.5 wins right now. So that is just the, for the whole season, 100-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, 50-1 to 1 to win the NFC, 9-1 to 1 to win the division, Win total of six and a half. I, I feel as if uh, some who have mentioned that we're, uh, we're high on this Bears team. Name names. Uh, you look at this situation, many of those who suggest that we're high on this team bashed and trashed Matt Nagy, no? Yes. Okay. So if that's the case, and the coaching staff is somewhat competent, I'm not saying good. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying elite. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying competent. Wouldn't you expect the team to improve in different facets? I get it. You don't have some of the stars that that you had last year. I don't think Khalil Mack really made much of a difference last season. Al Robinson didn't make a difference last year. He was a non-factor. And I'll say this, that people seem to forget. I feel like people that are making the case for four wins... For three wins. How do you think this team is going to be worse? I think people are forgetting 
that this team won six games last year. Yeah, that no, that's definitely it. And and also add in, they're worried about the defense. You hired a defensive minded head coach. Yeah. So at the very least, your defense should be improved, mm-hmm. thus keeping you in ball games with a quarterback who we uh, we yes absolutely are high on. Justin Fields, we both think will be a good quarterback. Uh, so so at that point. Defense keeps them in games, easier schedule. You already won six games. Last year was a disaster. I just, I don't get it. Uh, Carmen and, and Peggy and Yurko were talking on their show today out in Rosemont saying that, oh, it, it's youthful. Uh, what, what was the term? They, they said it was uh, youthful, youthful uh, ignorance uh, yeah. or, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I think we're logically looking at the situation. I think it's. I think it's nearsighted to suggest uh, that they're just going to be the worst team in the league. Well, I think we, it's safe to assume that they're going to have a better offensive system in place. One that is well, yeah, built by sure. someone who worked with Aaron Rodgers, uh, built by someone who's going to tailor the plays around what Justin Fields' strengths are and not just ask him to do things in a long period of time, you know, like holding the ball for too long. They're going to get rid of the ball quickly. They're going to establish the run. This is a very quarterback-friendly system. So if you're doing the flow chart, right, it's like how the Bears win two more games. Because remember, all they have to do, technically, all they have to do to cash your over of six and a half is win one more game. Mm -hmm. That's all they have to do is win one more game. And we're going to say maybe they win two more games. That's it. Eight wins, maybe, maybe, maybe nine wins. You never know. What if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt the first game of the season? You worried about the Packers then? Not as much. Maybe a little bit, but not as much. Injuries happen all over the NFL. It happens. It could happen to the Bears. But if the flowchart looks like this, how do the Bears win two more games? Do they play an easier schedule? Yes. Will they have a better offensive system? Yes. Will Justin Fields develop in his second year? I believe so. Then... That's, that's how they win two more games. That's it. Simple as that. Like, the defense can be the same. The defense can literally just be, don't, you don't need to be improved or, or worse or whatever. Just be the same. And I think that they'll still win seven or eight games. Sure, but the, the way I, I always picture it is, if you're a defensive-minded head coach, that, that's where your, mm-hmm. your bread is buttered. And, and therefore, there's going to be an improvement there. The identity will be different. And, and, and that improvement will then elevate the entire team and the, again i'm not saying they're going to be a good football team no no one's saying 10 wins which i, I heard today i would imagine well i mean listen you said name names i named a few names uh there are other names out there who have a hard time listening to what we're actually saying cap. saying i'll say it cap well i mean yeah, sure it's absolutely cap. it's cap cap said today that we're, we're saying 10 wins said eight i've never said that maybe if you're lucky if you're absolutely the most lucky in the world maybe nine Maybe. So, so there you go. Um, I, I would. This is how I. If I had to guess how it, it will go, they'll get ahead of the schedule to win more games early on, and they'll be sitting pretty. Uh, but more importantly, uh, to your pocket, I feel as if this will be one of those teams that halfway through the season, when we get to November, they're going to be a, a covering machine. They're going to play a lot of close games. They're going to be in them late final drives maybe they come up short so so maybe that that went over over under win total number six and a half maybe that is a close bet but i i think what we'll see is many of these lines are going to suggest that the bears are heavy underdogs and at that point you're going to be taking the points on sundays mm-hmm. 
because this team's going to have a live quarterback at the end of the game and a defense that keeps it close. So when you're seeing big numbers in some of these contests, I think that's where this team's going to surprise people because they're going to hang in games and they're going to have a chance. Maybe they don't close, but they're going to have a chance and it's going to be good enough to cover many of these spreads. Yeah, especially as dogs. Like there are a few of these games we think they're going to win. Not only will they cover, but it'll be uh, you should be sprinkling on the money line as well for some of these games that we'll get into. A couple of them have money lines. Like most of them don't yet. Basically, after, uh, after week two, there's no money line bet just to spread. But if we think that they're going to be better than the Falcons or the Jets, for instance, then they're, they're dogs in those games. And we'll, we'll get to that here in a little bit. But we go to week one. Yeah, so so let me run through a couple of these. If if something jumps out, say something. Week mm-hmm. one, the line is 49ers on the road minus six. So they're the favorite by six. Mm-hmm. That, to me, screams I'm betting the Bears on opening weekend. I'll take those points, hands down. I'll take the points, too, because I think that, we, well, first of all, we don't know who's playing quarterback yet for the 49ers. Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be healthy enough to play? Is he still going to be on the team? Is it going to be Trey Lance? What are they going to do? But also, I feel like week one in the NFL, you don't really know anything about either team. Yeah. You know, like everybody's coming out fresh. Like even the 49ers. Yes, I know. It's not a new coaching staff. It's not new players. I understand that. I get that. But it's still week one. Guys don't have their legs yet. Guys are still a little rusty. Uh, Anything can happen week one. I think that's a close game, too. I don't think the Bears win that game, but that could be a field goal game for sure. Absolutely. No doubt. Uh, Week two, the Bears are on the road on Sunday night football at Green Bay. And the Packers are a favorite right now at minus nine. That's that's a tough one. That's a tough one because I could easily see the Packers winning like, you know, uh, 34 to 21 or something like that. You know, even like let's say 21 to 7. That's still a cover. 21 to 7 is still a 10. Like, I could easily see the Packers winning by 10 points. Like, the one dude who you know knows how to pick apart this team, regardless of, of who's out there or what the scheme is, is Aaron Rodgers. So I'm not, I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried at a bl- at blowout potential there. I hope they keep it close, but that could be a 10 point game. If you had to guess between the two uh, lines that we, we just talked about, week one and week two, I would guess minus nine is what the line will be when we get to that point uh, later in the year. Mm -hmm. If I had to guess minus six for the Niners week one, that's going to come down. Well, if it comes out that Jimmy Garoppolo is not healthy enough to play or he looks bad in the preseason or, you know, it's you know how you get the the reports during training camp. You're like, well, Jimmy Garoppolo is not doing great. He's on the sideline again. He's still recovering and it's trending towards Trey Lance starting. Then, yeah, I think that comes down. I would imagine by the time we get to the opener that that line is Niners uh, minus three. Three? It's going to move three points? I was going to say maybe. The 49ers are that good that they're going to go on the road and cover a touchdown? I'd say I'd say get it to four and a half. Four and a half. I, it's, it will not be six when the season starts. Okay. I'm sorry. That, I agree with you. I just don't nuts. know if it's going to move three points. That's a lot of movement. Well, it's, a lo- it's a long time from yeah, it now. Is, it is. It's it a is. long time. It Week is. three, Houston at Chicago. Uh, the Bears are the favorite by three and a half. Yeah. I so, mean, so for those who th- say the Bears are one of the worst teams in the NFL, they're hosting the worst team in the NFL, and they're getting more than a field goal. Yeah, and I think that, that they, they have to cover. I think that that comes down because it's coming off the Packers game. I think the Bears lose that game. Money comes in on the Texans. I don't know who they play the first two weeks of the season, but 
I think the Bears win that game. I think that's that's one of my like they are going to win that game. Texans sure. are uh, home for the Colts and then on the road at the Broncos okay, to start. So they'll the start zero and two. So maybe it won't go. Maybe it actually go up. Yeah. If the Bears find a way to keep that Packers game close, maybe that spread goes up a yeah. little bit. That could be the four four and a half range. Yeah. Bears at home. Yeah. Uh, week four Bears at Giants. Uh, it's a Sunday uh, noon kick game. Uh, the Giants are the favorite by three points. I would imagine that that in that situation, I would be betting Bears on the road plus the points because this feels like a field goal type of game. Another one of those close games that I think the Bears can hang in. Uh, I, not only will I bet the Bears, but I will money line sprinkle because this is one of the uh, wins that I have as well. I think that they're. I think the Giants are improving. But is Daniel Jones better than Justin Fields? No. Okay. Well, then I'm going to go with the better quarterback. Week five, the Bears are on the road at Minnesota, and the Vikings are a favorite by five and a half points. See, that'll change. That, to me, will definitely come down. Uh, so, I mean, if you're really feeling it at this moment, you might as well take the Bears plus the five and a half. Especially because the, the, the Vikings open with the Packers, then they go on the road to the Eagles, and then they have the Lions and then go on the road They could to, to face the Saints. They could be 1-3 going into that game, depending on what you think of the Saints this year. If they beat the Saints 2-2, two and two, sure, but they could be 1-3 heading into that game, and the Bears could be 2-2 two and two heading into that game. Remember, we're, uh, we're also told that the Bears are the worst team in the NFL. Uh, so Week 6, the Washington Commanders are at Soldier Field on a Thursday night. And that's a pick em. Yes, and here's, here's what I'll tell you. because A pick em. Here's what will happen. A we, pick em. We will get the haters and the detractors, Chris. I thought the commanders are, are no, team no, no. trying to compete. This it's is, a pick em. This is what they'll tell you. The haters and the detractors will tell you that home field is worth three points. So yep. on a neutral field, the Bears would be a three-point dog. Yep. This is no longer the case in Vegas. Vegas does not – home field advantage is rare now where it's places like Arrowhead. It's places where the atmosphere is insane. Buffalo. Buffalo, yes. Yeah, Kansas City. Yes, the, the uh, New Orleans because it's insanely yeah, loud in there. Yeah, New Orleans. That's where they Green factor. Green Bay, perhaps. Yeah, depending on the weather, yeah. They, fa- they don't factor that in. Like, that's not a thing anymore. The ba- this is a true pick Vegas thinks that the Bears and the Commanders are even right now, and I'm going to go with the Bears. Because here's what, again, like, oh, well, their defense isn't as good. And maybe they don't have their offense clicking. Okay. It's still a short week that favors the home team early in the season. So give me the Bears. Week seven, the Bears are on the road. Monday night football against the Patriots. This line is minus six. I feel as if, uh, much like week two with the uh, Packers game, I have a feeling that this is probably where the line will be at. Minus six, minus five, New England at home Monday night. Uh, unless the Bears really surprise us in the first six weeks of the season. Yeah. You know, that I would imagine they're going to be a heavy underdog against the Patriots. I think so, too. I mean, Iberflus coming from the Colts, you know, knows the Patriots a little bit. And so, like, you... I don't know. The Patriots are weird because they use the few first few couple games of the year uh, to, like, figure some things out. But usually by week seven, week eight, week nine, they're kind of rolling a little bit. I know it's Mac Jones and it's not Tom Brady, but still, I yeah, that sounds about right. And I would bet the Bears lose that game. Week 8, the Bears are on the road in Arlington, Texas against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by 6.5. I, I think that line seems uh, dead on. And then that's probably where, where we'll be looking at it around week 8 in the NFL season. Yeah, because I look at the, the, the Cowboys will probably be around 500 then. 
and uh, the week before they'll be coming off a game against the Lions. So, you know, it's not uh, the Bears will have, uh, you know, also that Monday night game before. So it's a uh, it's a shorter week for the Bears. So I think that, yeah, that's going to be right around where it is. Six and a half week nine. The Bears come home uh, against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a favorite by three right now. Now that comes down. So so this is one of those uh, interesting situations. Without going game on game through the Dolphins' schedule, I would say this. If the Dolphins are not looking like a playoff team, that is easily something that could flip. Like, like if the Bears are okay, not great, that comes down and or the Bears could be favorited by the time you get to this game. Uh, quick glance at the Dolphins' schedule. They should be hovering right around 500 coming into this game. Patriots, Ravens, Bills, Bengals, Jets, Vikings, Steelers, Lions. That's a four and four. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, they'll be right around 500. Combo. Yeah, it depends on how two is looking, though. And, and if, if it's four uh, and if four it and two at, looks good, then If it stays maybe. Dolphins minus three, then that's one where you're likely going to bet the Bears with the points at oh, home. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Week 10, the Bears are hosting the Lions. Uh, minus two at the moment. Minus whatever. I would imagine that they'll go to three. Yeah. If not more, by the time we get to week ten. Yeah, I think so too. I don't. I don't believe in this uh, in this Lions hype until I see it. I will be the last one on that train. Week eleven, the Bears are on the road against the Falcons. They might be the worst team in the NFL, much like the Texans. Ooh. And the Falcons are the favorite by a point and a half. Money line. How about sprinkle. that? Money line sprinkle. So the Bears are on the road. You'll be getting points. But by the time we get to week 11, it's a, it's a good chance that that may flip. See, this is where you said early in the season the Bears might be up uh, in the standings. I think this is where the Bears make their, make their money here, make us money on that over bet. Because you've got the Dolphins, which could be a win depending on how they look going into that game and how Tua's looking. Then you've got Lions, Falcons, Jets. I feel like though you can easily win three out of four of those games. Because you've got the Falcons are one of the worst teams in the NFL. The Bears are still better than the Lions. And the Jets, I mean, I don't know what the Jets are yet. Are they improved? Sure. Is Zach Wilson the guy? I don't know yet. We'll find out. If they're rolling and they look like a decent team, then sure, maybe they're justified in being a favorite. But I think they beat the Falcons. I'm uh, money line sprinkle. Give me the Bears and the points. Money line sprinkle. You know, back-to-back weeks, right? Falcons into the Jets. The Jets are a point-and-a-half favorite at home money against the Bears. Sprinkle. In week 12, uh, same same thing. I'm loading up on sprinkles, Chris. Loading up on sprinkles. Week 13, the Bears host the Packers at Soldier Field. Packers are the favorite by six. That sounds about right. That's a touchdown, yeah. At the moment, yes. Yeah. Um, but if the Bears, if what if I believe they, if is If things true, go the Bears' way, maybe that creeps down to three. Look, if the Bears win three out of those four games and they come in on a three-game winning streak and they're hovering around 500, a team that is in the hunt still. Yeah, a frisky team. Then, yeah, yeah. Look, the Bears are still a public team. Yeah. Like, people bet them. So I think that, you know, people will bet them if they're if they're coming in hot in that Packers game. Uh, the Eagles and the Bears play week 15, and the line looks right. Minus three for Philadelphia. I think I think that's dead on. Yeah, I still think th- I'll take the Bears cover in that game. Week 16, Buffalo is at Chicago. The Bills are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I would also say that looks like a correct line from Vegas. Yeah, the Bills are, are miles ahead of where the Bears are right now. So, yeah, I'll take, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Bills there. Now, if things go the way we think they're going to go, I could see me betting uh, on the Bears 
to cover that, to, to take those points and, and to keep it closer, and then in the fourth quarter you lose. Well, look, if, that, if, if the opposite of what I say is true, like, you know, so if they're coming in three wins in a row against the Packers, they get blown out by the Packers, they, get, they lose to the Eagles, that goes up to eight or not, eight and a half or nine. Yeah, absolutely, I'm taking the Bears. That's just good. That's just gambling logic there. Uh, week 17, the Bears are on the road at the Lions. The Lions are the favorite by a point and a half. Yeah. I would imagine by the time we get to that game, the Bears will be a, a favorite on the road. Money line sprinkle. And then the, the schedule wraps up uh, with Week 18, Vikings at Bears. The Vikings right now, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bears on the road. Yeah, I mean, like, that last game is so weird because are, are either of these teams wildcard teams, right? Like, are, are they playing? Is Kirk Cousins playing? Like, who's playing from the Bears? I feel like this will go down to a pick once we get to this game. I would imagine that neither team is a wild card team. Uh, that's fair. I don't think the Bears are going to make the playoffs. I don't like the Vikings. I always, I always assume when I'm going through the win-loss, win-loss like we have in the last couple uh, podcasts here and on the show, is that you, you, you just assume a split with the Vikings. They win at home. You, you win at home, right? Like, they, you just assume a split. So if this is in Chicago, uh, give me the Bears. Give me the Bears here. Because I think the Bears win at home. So, sure. So that's the uh, the betting lines from uh, Caesars. Uh, it's on ESPN.com. They have every game uh, for every team in the NFL. It's on ESPN.com. Go to the NFL page. Uh, and it's interesting to look at it. It's something to keep, uh, keep your eyes on like throughout the summer um, as they start to report the camp. If more news stories break, you know, with the Cardinals and Kyler Murray or whatever happens with Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, you know, like these different things – uh, and you can kind of gauge how teams are projected to come into the season. I am vastly interested in the Vikings. The Vikings have a new front office. They have a new head coach. Their win total in Vegas is at nine. They have a quarterback who I don't like, Kirk Cousins. I don't see how the Vikings are that good. Well, see, that's the thing. I was listening to uh, Cap and Jay Hood today, and Albert Breer was on, and they asked him that question. Do you think the Bear, like, where do you think the Bears' win total is? Like, there are some guys that are saying, you know, 11 wins, and there's guys like us that are saying 8 wins, and there's guys that are saying 3 and 4 wins, Cap right? called you out. I know. He to said, Albert Breer. I know. He said it my name Do you think it's, uh, did you think, did Breer know who you were? No. God, did, no. You, did, you no, sure? No. He said Nick Wright and me. And I'm like, well, Breer knows one of those guys. <laughs> there's no way he knows who I am. Well, but do you want to be in the same conversation as Nick Wright? Only if we're opposites. Okay. So, but his point was... I don't. He goes. The Lions should be more competitive, okay? And sure. the Vikings are coming in with a new coaching staff and a new front office. Yeah. Like, how are we? Like, we're just assuming Kirk Cousins They're is going to win team? nine games. Like, come on. When a team changes coaching staff and front office, there's usually like I know. Look, the Bears went to the playoffs or whatever they did. That's fine. But they were a lot more talented than the Vikings were at the time. Like the Vikings. Okay, cool. You've got Kirk. Like. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that 9-10 wins for the Vikings. I think the Bears can split with them pretty much. Let's see. One of the stories on ESPN.com. Can uh, new head coach Kevin O'Connell spark the Vikes to a fast start? Maybe. So the Vikes are looking for a fast start with their new coach, Kevin O'Connell. Okay. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, he is, uh, he's from the uh, Chargers front office, right? I mean, uh, coaching staff. Believe so. Let's see here. This is a podcast. I can look it up. 
Yeah, you can. We got time. People or is he a McVeigh, uh, little McVeigh guy? Is he a little McVeigh guy? Is, did I say something wrong? No. Oh, he was a McVeigh guy. He was the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So who's all right, the coach? Right. Didn't someone hire a Chargers assistant? Yeah, it was um, uh, uh, the Dolphins, didn't they? No. No, 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 no. That's uh, that's a, that's McDaniel from uh, San Francisco. That's the 49ers guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Right coast, wrong, wrong team. NFL head coaches. I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna figure this out. Hold on. Okay, so that's the thing, right? Hold so on. Even, no, Hold while on. you're while you're Hang while you're looking, me. listen listen Hold to this. Are we just Hold to on. assume? Hold on. That Kevin O'Connell is gonna recreate the McVay magic. Or is this going to be another naggy situation where you just hope the guy that you hired is like the guy he was working for? Oh, maybe, right? I, maybe I was wrong. It. I'm looking at the list of coaches, head coaches in the NFL. Nathaniel, no. Nathaniel Hackett's from the Packers. Huh. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. I thought there was someone who was, maybe he was interviewing for jobs, who was off the Chargers tree okay i'm wrong there you go but you see what i'm saying like are we for sure that this is going to work no we're, we're not the vikings sure. or is i mean this kevin o'connell guy? so here's his uh here's his run through the nfl he was uh with the rams last year as the offensive coordinator uh since 2020 uh the year before he was the offensive coordinator with uh the washington commanders uh, 2018, the year before that, he was a quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator. Uh, 2017, he was a quarterbacks coach. So he's been uh, with Washington from 2017 to 2020, where he joined uh, McVay in uh, LA with the Rams. Okay, cool. So there's got to be an overlap there with um, Little Gruden. Yeah, right. Because Little Gruden was with the Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, team until recently, right? Mm-hmm. Till uh, Rivera. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. He's uh, from Knoxville, Tennessee. Kevin O'Connell. Oh wow, his uh, birthday is tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday, Kevin! His birthday is tomorrow, and Shout he out. he is our age. Shut what? Mm-hmm. God, we're old. He's uh, he's born uh, nine, uh, May twenty fifth, nineteen eighty five. Oh God, I'm older than him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he and I uh, almost, uh, almost, birth, bir- birth, almost birthday bir- buddies, birthday bros, almost, almost birthday buddies. Just a couple days off. Mm. Well, oh, he played quarterback in the in the league. Are you I guys going to go through his Wikipedia? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who this guy is. He's a guy that's going to lose to the Bears at least once. He was. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out who this guy is. He was drafted uh, in the third round. What? In 2008, he was drafted in the third round, 94th pick by the uh, what? By the Patriots. Okay. All right. San Diego State quarterback. Oh. All right. Little quarterback credentials. See what you're doing there. Patriots, third rounder. Unfortunately, they have a guy named Tom Brady. Yeah. Best of luck to you, sir. Good luck. Hope you win. All right. So there uh, there you go. There's the uh, the lines. ESPN.com is where we got that from. I, I want to say uh, one more thing here on the podcast. Bear Dawn podcast, Tuesdays and Thursdays here on ESPN 1000. Did you see the story that the NFL is discussing the future of the Pro Bowl, including eliminating 
a uh, the tackle part of the game. Okay, and just doing flag football? They're trying to figure out how they can change the Pro Bowl weekend. Uh, coming up, exploring alternatives for a week-long Pro Bowl celebration uh, that could eliminate the traditional tackle game, but also add different elements for the uh, players and also the television partners. More importantly, it's a television show. Uh, so it's the annual All-Star Game, the Pro Bowl, which is broadcasted on ESPN. In recent years, it says uh, the players are backing out, and there are also uh, there's a lack of competition due to injury concerns. Um, the Pro Bowl has been played in some fashion since 1938. Festivities around the game could include uh, dodgeball, throwing competitions, and skills challenges, which have uh, all been featured in the past. All right, so Abdel, if it were up to us to figure out a solution for the Pro Bowl, Black and Abdel are here to figure out how the NFL can fix the Pro Bowl. How would we do it? Um, I would say, first of all, we need the teams to be the teams. And what I mean by that is if you play for the NFC, yes, you are on the NFC team. Yes. If you play for the AFC, you play for the AFC team. I am strongly against all leagues, the NBA, the NFL, hockey, whatever the case may be. If you get to an all-star game and you start jumbling up the players... You ruin the point of the event. Mm -hmm. The point of the event is for young people to enjoy it, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're a kid, you can think back to the American League and the National League playing in the All-Star game, and you can think of the Caps and the players and Cal Ripken being on the same team as Ken Griffey Jr. and Frank Thomas. But if you jumble up the teams, you don't get the same guys on the same All-Star teams year after year. And it ruins the event. So NFC means you're on the NFC. And if you're on the AFC, you're on the AFC. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's all. Mm -hmm. We don't need a draft. We don't need to turn this into fancy football. That's stupid. It's idiotic. The NBA has ruined their all-star game with this crap. The NFL has done the same in recent years. Like, can you tell me who was on Team Slime and Team uh, whatever? Didn't they have cutesy names in, in like, Nickelodeon tie-ins last year or something? Or am I making that up? I think you're – I don't remember. But, like, the, the Pro Bowl last year were rando teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's, here, here's what you do. Here's my solution. Don't do anything. No, don't you got to do, do something. No, no, no. No, you no, don't. you can't do nothing. Yeah, Yes, I can. You got to do something. No, put the teams where they uh, – NFC is on the NFC, AFC is on the AFC. That's it. And play the game. And play the game. Because people still watch. It still, it still did a, uh, last year's, did a 5-3, 8.6 million people, up 26% than the previous, than, uh, than the previous game, previous year's game. What? So, what, what, why? If you don't want to play, don't play. People are still watching. Who cares? It does better ratings than some, play, than some actual playoff games in certain sports. It's the Pro Bowl. Who cares? Why are we trying to fix? Why are we trying to? Oh, okay. So they don't play, and you get the next guy up. It doesn't matter. People are still watching it. Don't do anything. All right. So do they? Do they? Are they all on the same team? What's going on here? I don't know. I don't. I care. don't either. Maybe. Maybe the the NFL is the one league. I thought that one year they had like captains and they changed teams. 
I thought that was something that took place. I don't know. Because all the uh, Wikipedia pages show the rosters based on their conference. So it Maybe did I'm a, wrong. It did a 6.69 last year. Uh, 6.69 million viewers, I mean. 6.69 million viewers last year. Yeah, it's a lot of people. It was down from the last year. They didn't do one in 2021. So maybe you have to go back to 2016 was the first time they did a draft process. Okay. That did an eight or eight million people watch that one. It's idiotic. Don't do that. Okay. Eight million people. So you, your idea is to play a game. My idea is to just play, just play the game. People are still watching it. Who cares? Who cares? Well, what about injury concerns? Then they don't play. If you don't, if you're scared of getting hurt, don't play. Yeah, but like there were plays of there were guys out there playing last year, okay. and the play would be like a running play, and they just stand up at the line. They don't actually play. All right, That's like you, you can't but play football half ass. Wa- but people are still watching it. Here's what I don't understand: people are still watching it. So why do we need to change it? Here's what I would do: I would change it into a seven on seven competition. Okay. So it's seven on seven. So it's passing, wide receivers, cornerbacks, and you're you're passing the foot quarterbacks, but you're keeping it NFC, AFC, and you don't have to get the linemen out there. The linemen can be on the sidelines drinking beer or something, okay. grilling hot dogs, drinking beers, have headsets on, doing uh, coaching. Like like the the linemen can all be on the sidelines doing other things. You know, funny stuff. You know, like you got a Weber grill out there and they're cooking hot dogs. You got guys with like the beer hat, the hat that you can put two beers in in the the sides. You got guys out there like that. You got guys with a headset coaching. You have guys doing the Saragusa where they're commenting on the game. Because the offensive linemen are the most interesting guys. Them and the defensive linemen. Those those are the ones you want to hear from. Mm -hmm. You don't want the prima donna you know, positional uh, skill position players out there. You, you want to make them play. And then the guy, the hardworking football players are, are giving you the commentary. So, so I think you do that. So seven to seven, and then you got the, the linemen, offensive, defensive linemen on the sidelines doing everything else, coaching, drinking, eating, having fun, Hawaiian shirts, they're all wearing Hawaiian shirts, but they're logoed. Mm-hmm. So they're logoed Hawaiian shirts for their teams. Logoed. Well, yeah, you know, because you want to know that, hey, that offensive lineman, he's a Colts offensive lineman. Hey, there's the Bears offense. Look at that Hawaiian shirt. Don't you think the Hawaiian shirts would make a nice little little uh, special uh, part of this? Can I still gamble on it? Because if you're making all these yeah. changes. Seven on seven. I don't, think you'll, I don't think Vegas will put that up. Seven on seven. Well, it's a Pro Bowl. These are the rules. We're making new rules. Uh, kickers are involved. So we need to find a way to get the kickers involved. Should we do a, a kicking competition or should we, like, should the kickers be the halftime show because they're not really football players? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so like, what, what this is, is instead of them being a part of the actual game because they're, they're not football players, they come out, they parade out like they're, um, What's her name at, at the NBA arenas? Red Panda, who does the the kicking, the flipping of the 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 bowls on top of her head. Red Panda. Yeah. yeah. So so the kickers come out 
and they do like a three-point shootout competition of kicking at halftime. Okay. So they're involved. Kickers are involved. And then we uh, – so that's for field goals. They do like a three-point shootout at halftime. And then for the punters, longest punt competition. Well, that new guy can punt at like 80 yards. Well, he'll win. Okay. Okay, so we got longest punt. We got field goal. Because really this isn't like a, a true 60-minute game, right? So we'll do the first half. Then we'll break, break for uh, orange slices and Rice Krispie treats. And then at halftime, we do the kicking competition, right? In between the quarters, we could do some deadlifting with linemen. They get a weight rack out there. And they can do some like some benching or well, something. Well, you mentioned you mentioned drinking or moving boulders. Like, do you remember the yeah, old strongest the man? Strong, yeah, I was going to say. Well, you mentioned drinking, so why don't we do a combination of both? Why don't? Because you know, all the linemen are always at these NBA games during the off season, and they're all doing like, why don't we have a beer chugging contest, right? And then why don't we turn that right after that? You have to do the strongman stuff. So you have to lift a boulder, you have to pick up a car, that kind of stuff. For the linemen. Yeah, for the linemen. For, yeah. for the ones that are not broadcasting, eating hot dogs, or drinking. No, the both. Others. Both. They have okay. to do both. And that will be at the end of the first quarter, before the second, mm-hmm. and the end of the third quarter into the fourth. Okay. So we got them involved. Who am I missing? We got wide receivers, corners. Uh, the linemen are taken care of. Do we care about running backs and linebackers? Do we need to find something for the running backs and the linebackers to do? I think they have to provide the running or backs have they, to run around and provide the snacks. Or do they have to shuffle in and out on the seven on seven? Yeah, I mean that too. But okay. I would say that they also have to go. They have to provide the snacks. So run me, back, run me some orange, some orange slices. Running backs and linebackers are participating in the seven on seven with wide receivers, cornerbacks, safeties, quarterback, tight ends. Okay. All right. I mean that's that's everyone, right? I also think at some point, all right, so if this, okay, so we got to have a bonus. So at the end of the game, bonus round, bonus round. By the way, I'm writing this down like this is real. This is really good. Yeah, I don't know why you're doing that, but okay. Uh, Bonus round, because I want to make sure that this is legit. If you don't write it down, it's not legit. Uh, Bonus round, here's the deal. You get extra points. Based on how far you can throw a football. Okay. Okay. So here's the deal, though. Why can't we have... Nope. Hold on. So the bonus points are like this. You'll pick... You have the quarterback or the roster of quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. So how mm-hmm. many quarterbacks made the Pro Bowl last year? Quarterbacks? Yeah. Isn't it three on each? Okay. Do they do three on each side? All right. So this is, this is what we need to do. All right, the quarterbacks on the rosters okay mm-hmm. yeah three on each side so you got the three quarterbacks all right three quarterbacks are going to do this for the bonus round you you have to call your shot on how far you can throw a football okay but here's the catch like any good game show for the amount of points that you deem that you can throw for if you can't do it, it's, it's a detractor to the score. 
So if you say, I can throw this football 50 yards, so I will get 50 points, and you miss that range, you lose 50 points. You know, it's like one of these things at the end of Jeopardy, right? The final question. question, You have to put up the points. Yeah, you bet. So you have three quarterbacks in the bonus round, Mm -hmm. and you say, all right, uh, I could throw 10, and I know I can hit uh, a target from 10 yards. Boom. Okay, we get 10 points. But if I miss it, it's not a big deal. But if you say I'm Patrick Mahomes and I can throw a football 85 yards and they set it up and you go, okay, you launch it 85 yards and you miss it, minus 85 points. You get three throws because of three quarterbacks and each quarterback has to go once. And that's how how the Pro Bowl ends with quarterbacks throwing their arms out. Then that's injury. No, no, but like, but come on, it's like the old days. You remember the quarterback competitions that they used to air back in the day? That's and injury. the final thing of the quarterback competition was them throwing it as far as they could? That's injury. No, 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 no. It's great. That's what we want to see, quarterbacks hurling the football as far as they can. See, this could, you, you That's spent, a bonus round. Look, you spent a lot of time on this, clearly. Too no. much. Too no, much. I didn't. I, this is all off the top of my head Too right much. now. I my mind immediately just went to various American Gladiator games, and why aren't we having our our best athletes compete in those? Well, they could. Like, why isn't there just like that obstacle course at the end, or the the, the where you're holding the big Q-tips and you're on the 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 thing, or maybe the one where they swing and they try to try to knock you off the tower thing? There's that one, the one with the the, the Nerf guns. That one's always cool. The Nerf gun one. That one's always nice. Various just American Gladiator games. Well, I'm keeping it because uh, these football. are American Gladiators. Or I'm better yet, That's better yet, we go even further back in time to when there were actual gladiators, and they just have to fight to the death. To the death. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I was giving you actual things that they By could position. do to fix the the Pro Bowl. Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. <laughs> Only two two tight ends enter. One tight end leaves. I'm telling you right now. Here here's how it works. NFC versus AFC. Yeah. Seven on seven. Eh. They play an actual game. Okay. At the end of the first and the third quarters, we have a strongman competition for the linemen. At halftime, we roll kickers out, and kickers do a three point style field goal competition at halftime, and then when they're done. We bring out the longest punt competition, and they kick some footballs. At the end of the game, there's a bonus round of points. Three quarterbacks on each side. They have to throw a football as far as they can, but they have to call their shot. If they miss, they lose the amount of points that they put up. If they get it, they get the points to to add to the score. That right there, that's a Pro Bowl. That's a Pro Bowl. Okay. Or, or... That's a Pro Bowl. Or. That's a Pro Bowl. I'd watch that. Or. Now hear me out. I'd watch it. Or they do nothing. Because the Mavs Warriors West Finals are averaging 6.9 million viewers through the first three games. Yeah. 
and the Pro Bowl itself did a, did 6.7 million viewers. Yeah, people people are going to watch either way. I'm trying to make it interesting You're so not then gonna I'll want to watch it. They, no, you won't watch. Yeah, I will. No, you won't. Sure. No, you won't. I guarantee you don't. Doing a phony game means I won't watch. If you add these gimmicks that aren't really that It makes gimmicky, it more phony. No, no. I created a competition. You made it more phony. No, We're gonna have I created a competition. Oh, guess what? Guess what? Patrick Mahomes can't play next year because he needs Tommy John because he threw his arm out. Well, call your shot a little lower. <laughs> Don't say you can throw football 85 yards. But they can. Okay, well then let's ramp it up. Josh Allen going for a 90-yarder. Uh, okay. Here he goes. Mm-hmm. There goes the football. Oh, you missed it. Minus 90 points. No. Just the play. NFC wins. You might as well just play a game of 500 out 12 there. 12 to, to minus 60. Just play a game of 500 out there with all the wide receivers. I think I came up with something pretty good. I think it's okay. Thank you for listening to the Bear Down <laughs> Podcast. Check out our show, Blocking Abdallah Weeknights from 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. Bear Down Podcast, Tuesdays and Thursdays, right here on the ESPN Chicago app. We'll talk to you then.